Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. It's the Sports Shop with Reese and K-Mac. Welcome back to the Sports Shop. Sports Shop, Reese and K-Mac. Man, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Uh, like I, like we just briefly mentioned, um, the, the the race is over for now, and um, the race is over for now. So, oh, okay, I didn't see it up there. All right, so uh, right about now, we get a chance to do this uh, each and every day, each and every week, rather. And this week is no different. We get a chance to talk to Dr. Deborah Strobel. Let's go. From the basketball court at the University of Virginia to the classroom at UNC Chapel Hill, Dr. Deborah Strowman has it all covered. Now this professor and sports business entrepreneur is about to take you to school. It's time for Dishing It Up with Dr. Strowman and the Sports Shop on Buzz Sports Radio. D. Stroman. D. Stroman. What's Good going morning. on, Dr. Strowman? Good morning, good people. How are you? Oh, good. We're doing wonderful. wonderful. Good. Glad to have you this morning. Absolutely. Were you all able to uh, tune into the MLB through the app last night? I wanted to watch it, but I said I'm not paying for that for the app just for one night. <laughs> no, I, I was able to, get, to catch the replay of, of it. Oh, the replay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, there's no doubt that is uh, news that's worthy for everybody who loves sports to speak of. But today, I want to talk about a comment that Lane Kiffin, the head coach of Ole Miss, said. Uh oh. Ooh. He said that you come out before the game or halftime with your team and you run out of the tunnel and it looks like a high school game playing in a college stadium. Now, mind you, this is peak SEC football time. So what he's talking about is college football attendance. Oh. As in when people do sh- show up, as in they purchase their ticket. But when will they actually arrive inside the stadium, yeah, yeah. let alone how long they'll stay? Yeah. So what I want to open up with is why is this happening? Why are people not either not purchasing a ticket, which is, I think, not so much the concern is when you do have a ticket, right. what's stopping people from sitting down in their seats and watching uh, the game? That's that's really easy. Yeah. What's your answer? Tailgate. Yeah, that is. Facts. Tailgate. But we've always had tailgates. But no, so no, 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 no. We got mm. tailgates with big screens now. Yeah, tell, there we yeah, go. Yeah, you watching game? You watching game day before you come in? Right, right. You get <laughs> HDT. I mean, I'm talking about high definition. It's right there, four thousand K. I'm talking about. I mean, four K. It's like, it's it's so it's too easy. It's too easy. I mean, hell. I mean, you 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 hear for someone who's done that many times. Well, I didn't even go inside. I got a meteor pass and go inside the game. I'm trying to. Tell you. <laughs> so think about this too, Doc Strowman. You, you want me to pass up my seat watching it in 4K right now, 
to go in to get a war seat. Mm. But that's the problem, though. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm with Lamb this one because even even Nick Saban talks about it a yeah. lot. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. In the halftime thing, for Nick is just killing him. Yeah, yeah, he, 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 yeah, because yeah, he hates the fact that they so wait, leave at halftime. Well, why you ask the question? Obviously, you may have an answer, may have your own opinion about this. I do, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely going to jump to solutions and what's been done okay. to try to offset this. But uh, you know, Kiffin and others are saying to the young man, you know. We just got to focus on the game because even though you signed here and you expected, you know, to have 50, 100,000 people in the stadium and you're not, we can't change that. Uh, Kippen talks about, and Saban as well, how they pleaded to the students. Mm-hmm. They've asked the folks who buy the season tickets to get to your seat. Um, but it's just weak <laughs> attendance. Before the first quarter and before the third quarter. Yeah. And so there are a few reasons. And certainly <clears throat> the television shows the personalities having your favorite player now with a microphone providing analysis before yep. the game. You want to hear that. Yep. And then I would say money, as in a lot of people are talking about, even though the college football ticket isn't that expensive. And, of course, that's relative because, as we know, there are people – who don't even know where their next meal is coming thank from. Thank you, thank you. Yep. But, but relatively, they said there's the price gouging. Normally to go to a game in uh, Raleigh or, or Tuscaloosa or uh, Los Angeles, yeah. the hotels might be X price, $100 a night, yeah. $200 a night. But for football game weekends, the prices are over yeah. three, four, six hundred dollars $600 a night. Mm. And restaurants and increasing their, you know, their specials now are double the, the price that they would be. So people feel that they're being priced out of the game, mm. out of the, the college football weekend, right? right. Generally, unless you're local, you're coming in Friday. And as we know, for some SEC teams and other big programs, you come in on Wednesday, right? And mm. you just want to party all the way through until the game. Um, another issue, and people say that this might be the real issue. It's just that college football is not competitive anymore. Hmm. For example, NFL fans, they party too, but they stick around because the games are almost always in doubt until the final minute. You've got guys that you just, you just don't know, especially if you're seeing some of these amazing comebacks in pro. But in college football, by the second quarter, you know your team's up by three, four, five touchdowns. And what's the point? That's interesting. I, I hadn't really... I hadn't really thought about that part of it, but yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, well, who wants to watch a game where there's no competition? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's well, and that's the, that's the fact. So only half of most college schedules are even games where it's it's in doubt. And we and, okay. and that's that's across yeah, the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's across. That's every. My only half of most college schedules will be where you where you really don't know who's going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's it's tough filling up these gigantic stadiums in small college towns. The average attendance nationally has dropped for seven consecutive years. Mm. Yeah. Is, is it also just just yeah, the whole the whole just the population or, or the the type of people that that goes to college now? A lot of because you got I mean you can. You you can be on you can be on your phone watching the game. You don't have to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to be in the stadium. You know, you can be in the mall watching the game. You know, what I'm saying I, I'm just saying th- 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 there are so many other distractions or, or other things to do 
that today as opposed to even yesterday or the day, you know what I'm saying, three, several years ago. Things are just different. Well, yeah. And it's unfortunate because that means you're going to the game. That means attending the game doesn't mean attending the game. That's right. It's yeah. attending the festivities around it. Because the game is, is secondary now to everything. Because mm-hmm. I can see the game. Like you just said, I can see the game on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't see my, you, my alumni, my you know, my classmates. Yeah. I can't I can't do all that on my phone. Right. Right. And we used to say it was those warm weather cities with, you know, there's so many other reasons to be outside oh, yeah. and not in football, California. like, you know, LA yeah. and all yeah. that. Yeah. But now we see it happening all across the country. Mm. All across the country. In fact, the average uh attendance in uh last year was about forty thousand dollars. 40,000, 40,000 people. Wow. It was the lowest since 1981. Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. So people are paying attention. Okay, so here's what some athletic departments have done to combat it. Um, first off, marching bands. Um, yep. They've tried to do more in-game entertainment, having marching bands be more creative, trying to keep fans engaged and present. Um some say it's worked. I know in the HBCU world, that's been one of the key things <laughs> to bring people yeah, to the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the uh, historically white schools can yeah, pull that one off. Yeah. Um, and maybe we need to start making personalities out of um, band members. You know, get to know the band leader. You know, mm. if there's a certain person that really has a nice groove, yep. you know, let them start promoting them on social media. That's so people say, oh, I want to see Joe. He was really, you know, he's a, a cool young man, you know. Um, Wi-Fi capabilities. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I, that's interesting because I, mm-hmm. K. Megan, I was talking about uh, videos out there with uh, Johnson. I mean, Jackson State, uh, and, and a guy in particular was talking about the drum, the drum majors there, yep. and how cool they are. Mm-hmm. So, you, so that's an interesting point you brought up. Right? Yeah, turn them into influence. Yes, there you go. Uh, I would also say Wi-Fi has improved. I know um, Carolina has, you know, gone around and around with trying to figure out how to improve their uh, their package. And this was when, I don't know if they're still with AT&T. I'm connected to the head of uh, AT&T uh, College Sports Marketing and, you know, getting his insights. But mm. I know many, many stadiums, uh, UNC as well, have improved their Wi-Fi because there's nothing more frustrating than being at, a, being at a game and can't, you know, you only get one bar, right? <laughs> mm. So that has improved. Um, I've been in uh, stadiums where DJs were now hired. Let me and tell you they make good money. Let me yeah, tell you something. That, that is the easiest, this the easiest fix. Yeah, for every last one of them, that is the easiest fix. I, I'm gonna tell you something that may shock you, Doctor Strowman. Uh, North Carolina A&T plays North Carolina Central, and Alabama plays Auburn. Which game you think that the DJ was impactful in? Black school? Not even nope, close. Nope, not even close. <laughs> I went to the Alabama Auburn game in Tuscaloosa. I was, I was so damn tired of the game. Like, I ain't went to the club. I mean, the whole time it was on. The, I mean, from the start to the to the, to the end of that game, seriously. The whole entire wow. time. Yep. And and we come in at the at the, uh, the Mayo Classic. Yep. K-Mab was like, this is horrible. This is horrible. What are they doing? I'm like, because well, you know how you have the long lows. and see that's another yeah. thing. People they don't realize for this, you you watch it on television, but for the meet for the fan, 
right? You have to suffer through those media timeouts yep. and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so it's just right. it's just dead. It's, so in radio terms, it's dead air. It, it throws <laughs> you off, throws your whole rhythm off. So you know? what's the yeah. first thing you should do? It right. used to be at HBCU. Yeah. The minute that whistle blows, yeah, the band's band go. go. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I don't know if it's some or, kind or, of new, or the DJ is doing something. All of a sudden, I don't know if it's some kind of new rule where now the bands <laughs> can't do it because this is like the third game that I've been to that the bands just sit there during time. I'm like, yeah, you said that. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you not playing? Right. Like, no, that is a good point. I I selected the the uh, black school because I thought you were trying to trick me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling you, it was on the popping. It popular. was noticeable. <laughs> and then and down in Charlotte, K Mac and I was up in the press box talking about it. He's like, man, it's then, then when the DJ did play, he didn't play to his audience. Let me tell you. <laughs> there you go. That's the key. What music are you playing? Oh my not, goodness! Not for the sixty, seventy-year-old person. Right. It, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe. I said a CD player, right? Right. Yeah. You, should, it, you should say if, if you should tell any person that says, "Hey, I'm gonna bring you thirty-five thousand people. I need you to entertain them." Right. What's the first thing you think of? Right. Music. music. Right. Exactly. Yep. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. So Lane, I appreciate the comments. I, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. But the I first thing you should do that, yeah. is give people a reason to be there. Like, so like you know, they have fifth quarter for um, yeah, in HBCUs, HBCUs, right? Yeah. Explain yeah, that right. fifth Why quarter is when the bands bang band around play. and they play. They play right uh, another round of songs uh, back and forth to each right. other. Yeah. And why can't they have zero quarter? Yeah. Right. But see, this is black culture. What we're talking about is just like church. When church is over, the organist doesn't get up and leave. <laughs> oh, we he's rocking. Jamming, right? That's why that's why I want to get out to about one thirty. They send you out of there right now. <laughs> they send you out of there right. <laughs> okay. Um, third quarter LED shows have been created. Hmm. So, again, entertainment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some schools have a signature sing-along. Like in Florida, everybody jams to Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down. Yeah. Uh, at Wisconsin, they literally jump around to jump around. Yeah. Right? Um, and then some people are saying the most effective move, and this speaks to the tailgating, is now stadiums are selling alcohol in the stadium. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just yeah. for the elites, the people who are in the blue zone yeah. and all of yeah. that. Now yeah. everybody can get it. That's a good point. And so yeah. this helps the fans who are trying to get – uh, they're buzz on before the game, trying to get in one more beer, one more bourbon. Yep. And yep. then they're late to the stadium and said, okay, now I can drink in the stadium. Yeah, pregame. Get your pregame See, on. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs> pregame. Look, get your pregame and your tailgate on no, inside, well, you, inside the stadium. Some people get that pregame on before they get you the pregame. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I learned that from, I learned that my daughters. So unfortunately, I just, I just put it like that. I didn't know that even happened. Look at your grams. That's, that's that's some young people. They got their pregame before they get to the pregame. Pregame before the pregame. <laughs> One thing, and Doctor Sherman, not to take away from your mm-hmm. segment, but you'll find this interesting. One thing that NC State has done is they've incorporated an audio soundbite that plays in the stadium to the tailgaters in the parking lot. As letting them know that the pregame show is about to start, or okay. letting them know, hey, yeah, if, you, if you want to go to the game, yeah. now's your time to start entering yeah. into okay. the stadium. Okay, so letting them, so they're prompting people. They're yes. being proactive. Yes, that's good. yes, yeah. that's good. That's very good. good. You know, yes. you should start and then, play the music, man. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And then, lastly, some schools, again, if you got the money, they're redesigning <laughs> the physical stadium, like professional sports, where you have more party decks and standing room areas. Yep. Tennessee, they're looking at a north end zone social deck. And it has a modern day, you know, you've got all the technology, the great screen, instead of um, the days of just cramming everybody into a big stadium. No, you've got to be really, really creative. And it, so, yeah, you got to entertain people when they're there, too, as well. Yeah. They, should, they should do a poll, uh, ESPN, a national poll. What? Which college game, which, which college stadium has the best DJ? 
That's interesting. Seriously. Well, as in, let the DJ uh, have some tracks and let hear the different yeah. sounds because you can't. People don't have the money to go to all the different stages, but that'd be a nice contest. That, Maybe sports yeah. shops should start might affect, the triangle. Yeah, might affect. That's have, what we're gonna do. Have a triangle yeah. DJ contest. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. You, you heard you it here first, so don't be still now because we already get working on it right now. <laughs> that's right. All now, right. I misspoke. Well, sports shops having a, a competition. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. be a judge. That's right. Destro, we have you in that in that cover uh, that conversation as well. That's good. All right. All right. I just want to close out with stadium size, and this always fluctuates, but uh, MC State does have the largest with 57,000. Uh, Keenan Stadium over at UNC, about 51,000. Now, they did have about 63, but beginning uh, before the 2017 hmm. season, they changed uh, and went back down to 51,000 when they converted some bleachers to chairback seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke has about 40,000, I believe, and NCCU O'Kelly Riddick has 10,000. So a lot of work to do to get people to sit in the seats and, and cheer on these young men. Oh, man. All right. That's good stuff. This, this is very – I learned – I actually learned a lot today, as I always do when I go to class with Dr. Deborah Strober. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Dr. Strober. You guys have a great weekend. Stay dry. Keep those uh, folks who are in uh, the storm's path in your prayers and check in on folks. Check in. Go through your, your contact list and anybody that's in Florida. Make <laughs> yeah. a phone call. Make a text. That's, right. that's a good we'll do. Thank you, Dr. Strom. Good, 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 good job. Right, have a great day. Right, you too. It's the Sports Shop with Reese and K-Mac. It's just me, you, you and me, G-Money, but uh, it's Strowback Thursday, and you, you may have noticed on the rejoin, it was uh, throwing back to rapper Coolio, and uh, as we found out yesterday, you know, we lost him yesterday uh, to a heart attack, and uh, we tried to just you know, show homage today with, with Coolio. So that, that, that was a good one, man. And that last seven by Dr. Strowman was phenomenal. You can catch that out, on, on uh, of course, at uh, the best of the sports shop. And and now we're we rocking the throwback Thursday. But we normally do this on Friday, but we had to move it up one day because this guy's going to be at good nights tonight and, uh, of course, um, uh, Friday and Saturday. So welcome to the sports shop. I think I could be wrong for the first time. We got comedian Akash Singh. Akash, good morning. How you doing, man? Hey, man. How you guys doing? I'm glad you brought me on right after Coyle's death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a awkward uh, intro. I, I know. Hey, here's a really sad story. Now let's all laugh. I know, I know. No way. And when I was saying that, I was actually thinking the same thing. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, kind of awkward. But anyway, man, you doing some? Th- thanks for coming on. Is this your first time on with us? I think it might be. I might have been on during the pandemic. I know I called into a sports station in Raleigh. No, and that, was, there be. that was us. So this is your second time. Okay. Oh, with us. Yeah, but, I did the pandemic. Uh, it was it was like twenty five percent capacity or whatever. But yep. I needed to do comedy and. Uh, I felt like probably people needed to laugh, so we did some shows at Good Night's Bay. Like, you know, again, max like fifty people in the room. Yeah, but, but that this was, time with yeah, full yeah. capacity, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a party. Come yeah, through. yeah, that that was definitely that was definitely us. If you did that, of course, uh, Akash is gonna be at Good Night's tonight at eight p.m. Uh, tomorrow at seven thirty and ten. Of course, Saturday seven thirty and ten. Uh, and and it looks like the weather's gonna be gonna, gonna hold up a little bit because at one point, man, they was all kind of stuff was going on here. Uh, I was throughout this part of, of the southern, southeastern part of the, of the states. But uh, tell people. Oh, thank God, because I've been lying to my wife the whole time about the weather. I was like, no, weather's going to be great. I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about me. But I figured I was flying right into a hurricane this whole time. <laughs> 
I know, I know. So, so it's interesting as I, I was reading up on you. To talk, how'd you get in? How did you break into this space, man? I was supposed to be a doctor, obviously. I'm Indian. You guys know what that's like in Raleigh. I got a few of those. <laughs> uh, but my, so I went to pre, I was pre-med in college. I took the MCAT and everything. But while I was in college, my friend made me do stand-up comedy at a, an open mic, like an hour and a half away from me. It was where he went to college. And he used to always okay. tell me, you're not going to be a doctor. You're going to be a comedian. And uh, then when I went up, it, he was right. I remember, you know, you're so nervous at that point. You just have a, like a script, basically, if you memorize and you yeah. don't want to, like, stray from it at all. Right. Um, and I remember the jokes weren't good at all in hindsight, but the audience was really laughing at the time. And uh, there were times when they were laughing so hard I couldn't say my next joke, my next line, basically. Right. And I remember freaking out, like, yo, they're laughing so hard I can't say what I want to say. Right. And then I remember the back of my mind being like, yo, this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. They're freaking out so much I can't even say. I mean, they're laughing so much I can't even say what I want to say. <laughs> I have to, like, wait. And I remember that feeling. It was the greatest feeling I've ever had in my life. Uh, to this day, don't tell my wife. And uh, <laughs> that was when I knew. It took a long time to steal because you're an Indian. So you can't really tell your parents in what this is like 2003. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm old enough to be sad about Puyo. So I was telling my like I couldn't tell my parents for the next like five years, four years even. I think when I graduated college, I finally went to L.A. for a year. And I was like saying, oh, I'm still applying to med school. And I did apply, but luckily I wasn't that smart. And uh, this is the path for me. Man, it's, it's great when you're doing what you really want to do. We talked to Akash Singh, who's, again, a good night uh, tonight, tomorrow, and on, on, on Saturday. So I have to ask you about Wild and Out. And, of course, this guy's been on MTV, including uh, Guy Code, Wild and Out, and has his own show, MTV, uh, Desi Wright's Block, and he can currently be seen on his Netflix, Brown Nation. So, Akash, Wild and Out, you got to be really quick. In the, in, yeah, on, yeah, on, yeah. on that show, so I mean, you keep, you got to be on top of your game, man. Is is that is, is, was that pressure related for you, or it was Wild just is the most pressure in my life I've ever felt to this day because that's the most talented group of human beings. Mm. And I'm on a show now with uh, I have a podcast that's on YouTube that thankfully you know doing well, but it's with uh, one of what, my best friend in comedy, who's maybe one of the bigger comedians in the world right now, is Andrew Schultz. Yeah, Fragrant, uh, Fragrant 2 podcast, Fragrant, right? Yeah, yeah uh -huh. please check it out. But also, even with him next to me, and another really funny kid next to me, I still felt more pressure at Wild Out because it's 15 people who are lightning quick, yes. super funny, super talented, just making up songs. I didn't grow up in the church. In the temple, you don't sing. You know what I mean? So, like, I was just like, what is happening right now? You're not, what, there's no choir in the temple. I didn't grow up coming up with songs and stuff like that. So, it was, it was a, like, a ruthless experience, but it made me a better comedian. For I was sure. going to ask you, from a cultural perspective, seeing that you probably got, it, it enhanced some of your stuff that you were doing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Also, I, I also made it on Wild Now because, like, I think they had such, Anytime an Indian knew anything about black people, they were like, what? <laughs> and uh, I grew, all my roommates in college, my last two years, were, were I roomed with four black guys. Oh, okay. My best friends on the campus. There it is. So, like, me knowing anything blew their minds. <laughs> they just couldn't understand that I knew about whatever the five heartbeats or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, they were just like, oh, my man. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Every time a car sing. Who's a, a good night uh, tonight, tomorrow at 7.30 and 10, uh, and Saturday 7.30 and 10, tonight at 8 o'clock. So when people come and check you out, because I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people doing this, 
Uh, what what can they expect to hear and see when they come check you out, Coach? So the first thing, I'm always going to talk to the crowd, and we're going to have fun. I tell this to everybody. Um, I, I want to have fun. I'm going to tease people, but I also don't want to be disrespectful. So, like, I'll, I'll tell them, like, give me a little hand gesture or something if you feel like you don't want to be talked to or if I've crossed the line and I'll just move on. And I say it on stage, but I'm 5'7". I'm not trying to get Chris rocked out here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't need I that. that's right. Uh, but I'm going to talk to people. We're going to mess around. We're going to have fun, you know, do a little improv up top. And then the jokes to me aren't fun if they're not pushing the envelope. Mm. Like comedy mm. something we should both be able to laugh at the other side on both sides. I don't try to take one side. I don't try, but I also want both of you guys to be a little uncomfortable. I want everybody to be a little bit uncomfortable and then laugh. <laughs> Most important is you laugh. I don't want you just to be uncomfortable and then walk out. That's no fun. But if you're a little bit like, ooh, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at this, and then you laugh, that's the most fun, satisfying experience for all of us, I think, because we all shared something. That's exactly right. So tell people how they can follow you, my friend, uh, when you're not uh, here in Raleigh. How can they follow you? So if I'm not here in Raleigh, which obviously is most of my life because, you know, <laughs> who wants to go to Raleigh outside of a comedy club? Come on, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, can I ask you a question? What are you guys talking about on a sports show? When there's no college basketball, the Panthers, that's got to be miserable. Yeah, well, you know what? And uh, Ditto, 100% correct. We, we've been struggling with the, with the Panthers. They won their first game last, last, uh, last, uh, last time out. I know. Who's your team, I man? Believed in Baker. Who's your NFL Yo, team? I was jealous. I'm a Cowboy fan. I grew up in Dallas, so well, I have to be. You should have told me that before you called because we were hung up on you. Matt Rule. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, Matt Rule is going to be a genius. And I've never been happier to be wrong in my life. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was upset. Actually, more people were more upset that they won because they want to get rid of Matt Rule down there. That's yeah, why. Yeah, and Baker probably, who I also thought was going to be good. Now, Baker's terrible. He's terrible, man. Big, He's two terrible. big, my two biggest mistakes in the past five years, prediction-wise, not that I've only had two, but the two biggest were Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule, and y'all got both of them. <laughs> But again, if you if you were told us you was a Cowboys fan, uh, my colleague Pam Thompson Smith, she's she's not here today. She's a Cowboys fan. We normally don't let Cowboys fans come on and talk on the show. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I get why people don't like Cowboy fans outside of the ones born in Dallas. Right. Because now that I live in New York and I live in L.A., I'm like, oh, I see why they're obnoxious <laughs> outside of Dallas. But if you grew up in Dallas and you had to root for them, we're just as miserable as everybody else. We oh. don't like Jerry Jones. We want him to sell the team. We, it's, you know, something. Get this guy out of here. But if you want to check me out, you can check me out on the Flagrant Podcast on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. It's Akash Singh. That's A-K-A-A-S-H uh, Singh. And you can look me up on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. And um, I, I, if you like the content, please come to the show because I truly believe this is uh, – you will have a great experience and we're going to have a lot of fun if you're willing to laugh and be open-minded and, like, let's come <laughs> laugh at some stuff. Maybe you're not supposed to laugh at. Oh, that's fun. Again, that's tonight at 8 p.m. tomorrow at 7.30 and 10. Of course, Saturday, 7.30 10. My friend, thank you. Why don't, if you got so time, much. you come through tonight, and if it's funny, you validate what I said. You know what? On air. How about that? You know what? I'll get you free tickets. Hey, you know what? I, I, I just might do that. I've never I, been to Good Nights okay, Comedy perfect. Club, so I might take you up on that. There you go. Hey, hey my friend, I, I may take you up on that. Matter of fact, I, I think I can get the tickets through 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 uh, Meredith, who 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 scheduled this yes. for you. So we're good. Perfect. Hi, right, man. Meredith. All right. Yeah, she's good people. All right. Take care, my friend. We'll see you. Thank you. Appreciate yep. you, buddy. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. He, he, he's been on before. I remember he came on during the pandemic, and uh, good guy, man. Sounds like a really cool dude. Yeah. 
Relive the best moments of the sports shop on the Best of Sports Shop podcast on WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts.